Hey everybody, before we get into today's show, just want to uh, say, hey, if you're checking out the Heroclix for Huntington's auctions that are coming up next week, um, there is a link to join Oxit in our bio. Um, Oxit, you know, is one of our great sponsors of the show, and uh, all of the uh, auctions for Heroclix for Huntington's will be ran uh, through that. Uh, so check that out next Saturday, the 6th, May 6th. So, um, big shout out to Oxit, and without further ado, let's get into the show. Welcome to Click Stop, brought to you by Lucky Dice Cafe out of Huntsville, Alabama. Check them out at luckydicecafe.com. And now for your hosts, Daniel Powell, Jason Alvey, Alex Coons, and Tyler Speeds. Hey everybody, welcome to Clickstoff today. This is your host Daniel Powell speaking. Just want to let everybody know that Clickstoff is brought to you by Trollandtoad.com, the world's largest HeroClicks retailer. Find HeroClicks new and old on Trollandtoad.com and use coupon code Clickstoff for 5% off your HeroClicks order. Um, and if you like what you're hearing today, check us out patreon.com forward slash clickstoff. A dollar and above gets entered into our monthly giveaways. Five dollars and above gets entered into our Discord server. Uh, for exclusive hero click strategy and tactics discussion, uh, that's patreon.com forward slash clicks off. And joining me today is Alex. I sure hope we pull better on Thursday night's Rock Cup than we did last year, Coos. I don't see how we could pull worse, but hey, worst case scenario, we've we can just go get drinks or something afterwards yeah that's true yeah so um and then our super special guest today joining us again is scott the guy that has made daniel care about sealed porter Woo! i like that man uh you know sealed is my favorite way to play has been for a long time so the fact that uh getting some some uh you know constructed veterans on board with playing some sealed again then uh and I've done my job. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. And yeah. um, so we've got a lot to talk about with Scott today. Uh, we are about, uh, we're actually two weeks out, right, from um, the okay. Hero Clicks from Huntington's event. A little less than two weeks, actually. Um, it'll be two weeks from today that the uh, singles event is firing off. So we'll already be through quite a bit of Hero Clicks by now in two weeks. Um, so lots of stuff to go over, um, and so, yeah, Scott, we were talking about, you know, we covered a lot of the pricing and the, um, um, uh, events that are going on, right? So lots of great pricing, uh, cash is back. Um, I was, I want to thank McConnell Lamar for picking up the, um, Rick Ross reference last episode. Uh, that made me happy. Um, and then, oh man, I forget his name. I uh, was also excited that Rick Ross is my favorite rapper, which he indeed is. Rick Ross, the boss. He is. Um, he totally is. Um, so, um, golly, I was gonna find out who, who said that. I, it's, it's, his name's escaping me at the moment, but, um, 
yeah, he, uh, Rick Ross is indeed my favorite rapper. So, um, that was Paul, uh, Paul Waller, actually. So thanks for, thanks for picking those out, guys. So, um, so let's see. So Scott, what I, what I want to, uh, talk about, uh, with you is, um, can you, can you give us an outline? If you show up to the Hero Clips for Huntington's event starting in about I don't know, a week and a half on Thursday, uh, and they want to get a chance to play against Scott Porter, what events do you plan on playing and kind of your agenda um, for what you're going to participate in over the weekend? Yeah, um, for everybody that comes, uh, opening up on Thursday is going to be the Tracy Brock Memorial Welcome Event. I won't be playing in that, but I will be attending. And uh, we will have some online Battle Royals starting that day as well. And I'm definitely going to hop into one or two of them randomly and play out a Battle Royal throughout the evening. Uh, what can you what you can expect from that night, even if you're not playing, is uh, they've got food and drink specials. they got barbecue sliders and they got beers and everything in-house and and it's really just a, a great time to to meet some new folks. If you haven't met everybody in the HeroClix community, like like for me last year, seeing a lot of people's faces and putting them to handles, uh, you know, whether that's HC Realms or or elsewhere, was just really cool. So the welcome event isn't just about the tournament itself that's being held that night. Although Tracy's Memorial Tournament is like a lot of fun to watch. It's a a crazy amount of fun to play in. Uh, but it's also, you know, community coming together before we, we really launch into the weekend. Uh, so Thursday I'll be doing some online stuff for, so, so for people that, that haven't come down, but I, I do urge everybody to come on out because it's a feeling on the tournament weekend that, uh, I've never experienced before. And I played at worlds. I played at comic conventions all over the place back when WizKids was at Dragon Con or in LA at Comic-Con or, you know, Wizard World. I, I've played in all these tournaments and it's just a completely different feeling, I think, when we know we're doing something good as a community and uh, and it's really cool. But then uh, throughout the rest of the weekend, Friday, the Scott Porter vs. The World uh, Super Duper Extreme <laughs> Avengers 60th like pre-release sealed tournament um, is I'm going to be playing in that. My name's in the title there. I'm going to be wearing bounties on my back. Uh, if you can defeat me, uh, in a in a head-to-head -head matchup, you can win any number of prizes that I'll be uh, carrying with me throughout that tournament. Last year, I think you and I met in the quarterfinals. Yeah, top 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 eight, right? Top eight, yeah. And uh, before I eventually lost the Iron Allfather and Mike Holloway in the semifinals, but um, I'll be playing in that all day long. And and if I get knocked out before the cut, I'll be jumping into some. Uh, in-person battle royals that day and then we have a big auction that takes place on friday night and people can bid on stuff all around the world uh through the Auxit app but being in the room uh me and scott crampton will be hosting the auction uh in room and it's a lot of fun man there's there's a lot of things that'll probably spring up in room you know sign scott crampton's head draw on scott crampton's head uh you know slam scott crampton with a pie I mean, a number of things might happen off the cuff in the room that people who are bidding online might not be able to take a part of. But, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. And we've got the Hall of Fame event. I'll, I'll be at all of these events. I'll be there all weekend long. Uh, but in that auction, there will be uh, four different opportunities to uh, bid on 
me playing in virtual battle royals. You can pick two other people, and and then myself, I'll be there. And uh, in those, everybody will be receiving a bystander token of their choice. So you're kind of, you know, that those those online uh, battle royals are kind of for bragging rights, and uh, everybody gets a prize. And you can also bid if you're at the event weekend on four different opportunities to uh, sit down with me at a table and play battle royals in person. So that'll be the extent of of me, you know, playing throughout the weekend. Uh, outside of the ones that are in the auction, the the battle royals that are in the auction, I'll also be dropping in on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, randomly into online rooms if they need a person or in-person battle royals if they need a person. Um, you know, I, I thought about maybe jumping into the teams this this year. There's so many moving parts and we have so much going on and I, I just want to see so much of the community and those tournaments can, can take all day and, and, and take a lot of focus. So I just want to make sure that I'm there, I'm present all weekend long and, and uh, it's worked well in the past so I can't wait to see everybody this year. Gotcha. Perfect. Um, and yeah, then, and, and then Sunday and, the, and, and then Sunday singles, right? Uh, did yes. Do we get to and, yes? Yeah. So yeah, Sunday the the World Championships. I mean, the singles. I I will be there watching. You know, and and throughout the day, I'll be I'll be jumping in, like I said, to the battle royals from the auction, and and then doing a couple of random battle royals too, as people start to fall out of the singles if they don't make the cut. You know, we still have awesome prizing for all the battle royal stuff and. You know, just be sitting and hanging out with everybody, man, and uh, not rooting anybody in particular on, but uh, just having a lot of fun seeing what people bring uh, for both the teams on Saturday and the singles on Sunday. Yeah, for those that aren't able to make make it to the weekend, uh, obviously you can play in the online BRs, but we are planning on live streaming the um, the, the the finale of the auction, so the the shenanigans that happen with. Scott and Scott, well, we should be live streaming that, and we should be live streaming, hopefully, uh, the singles, most of the, almost every tournament, probably not Thursday night, but uh, we're hoping to live stream most of the tournaments over yeah. the weekend. So you, that's kind of so, what I'll be doing. Yeah. So to be clear, Alex, you're going to be streaming on the uh, Rock channels, I assume. So like uh, um, the Rock Facebook yeah, or so. the Rock Facebook or like you're uh, on one of the other channels where do you plan on putting the the live stream that's a wonderful question that i will un- clearly announce when i have that definite but yeah it's most likely the, there okay. will be links to it on the rock facebook pages and okay. it'll be sent out to everyone that's interested so sure you will be able to find the live streams for sure right so and then to be clear on my end i will be streaming my games um like i did last year um so we don't have the last year we had the uh the make the top cut uh buys so that's not last year so i will be playing all day sunday uh unlike last year um and then i actually do plan on streaming thursday's event as well um that worked great for like 68 minutes last year uh because we pulled junk but um uh, yeah i plan on streaming each day um again like i did last year so and that'll be on the clickstuff youtube channel so um so oh, yeah, awesome! Sure. And for anybody out there who's listening, if they you know if they go to the Rock Discord channel uh, throughout the tournament weekend, uh, that's where I think a lot of the links for these live streams and stuff that Coos is talking about. As soon as we figure out where they're going to be, uh, you'll be able to find those links on the Rock Discord channel. So if you're not a member there, 
can go ahead and sign up. And uh, that's also where we launch a lot of the online battle royals out of. So uh, anybody that wants to take part in the weekend uh, should go ahead and jump on the Rock Online uh, Discord server uh, throughout that event weekend, and you'll be able to find all the links that you need. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. Um, you know, let's see if... Uh, I mean, the weather in Huntsville is going to be nice. Um, you know, especially if... Um, I know some of my uh, folks that I talk with up north, uh, like my boss lives in Minneapolis, uh, and they just got snow, uh, like, this week. So um, I think Huntsville's going to have a lot better weather. Uh, that's always nice for me. I don't want to be cold. I'm tired of being cold here in Kentucky. So um, I was trying to see if like the 10-day forecast was up yet. Um, no, it's right right now. The, Huntsville's pretty close to where I live. I'm about an hour away, but um, we're going to be like low 70s, upper 60s. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a while. Bit, yeah, upper. Yeah, they've already got it out there. So, so upper six, uh, sorry, upper seventies, uh, which is a little bit of rain forecasted. So, of course, the rain part doesn't matter because we'll be inside. So, but yeah, so I'm uh, looking forward to all of the events um, here in a couple weeks, and um, should be fun. So, um, but so moving on to the next thing uh that we didn't cover so we covered you know last episode right we covered all the prizing you know we covered a lot of what we're hoping to play uh one important question um that we did get for the episode is uh from sam pal and she wants to know how many mulligans do i plan on buying to be happy um and the answer is as many as it takes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh alex how many, how many it, mulligans did you do last year were you the third I, mulligan guy last year i know no uh, i was more than that you were looking I, for absolute carnage weren't you i was you looking, for, looking for that I, no i was looking for something better and the irony there the, so the irony there is is i mulliganed a crusader that you beat me with um, not obviously not the specific crusader but i i pulled a crusader and was like blah i don't want this um, but yeah, I was looking for, there was a few other figures, like, uh, obviously I was looking for like an Iron Allfather or, uh, an Absolute Carnage or just something better than the junk that I was pulling. Cause it was one booster of War of the Realms and one booster of Carnage, but man, I, yeah, I think, I think I spent a hundred, I think it was $30 a pop and I think I spent 120 or 150 50. Yeah, this year the mulligans are going to be a little bit different. You know, we are having the Avengers 60th uh, super duper pre-release, and we have a certain amount of cases of that that we can work with. You right. know, Whiz Kids busted their humps to get us this product early. Uh, the rest of the product will be arriving way closer to actual pre-release and then release dates. Um, the fact that they were able to get this after the last couple of years with all the shipping issues that are happening worldwide uh is it's a miracle in and of itself um we will have uh beyond spider-man beyond amazing uh to help fill in the gaps if people start to mulligan you want everybody to get as much avengers 60th as they can 
Um, but there will be a cap on mulligans this year. We just are waiting for final attendance numbers before we can fully announce how many mulligans will be available. Right. Last year, it was a lot easier, right? Because we were dealing with two sets that had already been released. Now, we tried to do this last year with Disney+. Plus. If you remember, Disney Plus was coming out. We were hoping to do like the super duper pre-release, but we couldn't get right. all of that in time. We just had a couple of sealed bricks that we were able to auction off, uh, which we'll be doing for Avengers 60th as well. If you're if you're looking to take part in the auction, there will be sealed bricks of Avengers 60th in the auction as well as I'll be auctioning off everything that I unbox in my unboxing series, which I'm actually shooting in two days and uh, will be airing May 1st through the 5th. So it's nice synergy that the culmination of my unboxing series will be on May 5th, the day that Scott Porter vs. the World uh, is what, happening with Avengers 60th. So, Alex, uh, so what time does the, um, what time does the uh, sealed start on Friday, Alex? Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah, registration opens oh. at 9.30. Uh, okay. It'll end at 10.59. And uh, boosters will be passed out at 11 a.m. And that's central for everybody right. uh, who knows. Don't make the mistake that some people do and think Huntsville is Eastern. It is central. And then the tournament itself will begin at noon. So, you know, boosters, mulligans, that whole thing will be happening between the hours of 11 and noon. Tournament is going to officially start right. at noon. So and, what? Uh, uh, what's good? Yeah, what's good about that, Scott, the reason I asked that question was uh, the videos come out at 9 a.m. central so yes. we you know we'll have to uh we'll have to get howard to put it up there on the tv um on friday morning uh for folks that get yeah there, we, for, for folks that get there at 9 a.m um yeah we we scooted i know last year the time was a little later i think we started an hour later than we did this time but we're anticipating because we're anticipating more people being there this year and a big turnout we wanted to make sure we had enough time to play and not like mess up the auction night where you know we're in the last round and trying to zoom through it to get to you know all the festivities for friday night so it's going to be a really fun day yeah so that's yeah, going to be awesome I, and and just so i i know you said a number earlier you said like 30 dollars. the the entry fee for this year is 40 dollars uh, uh per entry so okay just something for everybody to keep in mind but a hundred percent of each of those entries goes directly to HDSA, uh, minus the production cost for the maps that are part of the prizing. I, I know just a couple of days ago I, I announced the Racer Garage maps as uh, both direct-to-consumer sales uh, for to raise money for Huntington's disease all throughout the month of May, but the variant map, the, the reunion variant, I like to call it, uh, will be a, a part of the prizing uh, for this tournament and all the tournaments throughout the weekend, actually, um, so whatever that whatever that landed production cost is will be just recouped by uh, Rock and by Gamer Mats, and then every cent above and beyond that uh, for all these entry fees goes directly to HDSA. So forty dollars all in, and uh, all of the proceeds over production costs go straight to HDSA. In the last couple of years, we've made thirty thousand plus, twenty six thousand plus. Uh, we're almost up over sixty thousand raised in this event weekend over the past two years, and we're hoping to do uh, even better this year. So. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, and I uh, think uh, I I really enjoy. Uh, I was gonna say I really enjoy that the HeroClix community. Uh, it's really a great thing that they uh, that we open up our pocketbooks uh, for that. Well, speaking of speaking of opening pocketbooks, I think one thing that's really going like the rules change to to theme teams is really going to impact is you know in the Scott Porter versus the World event you have the charity props. 
for five uses per game, and it's one dollar, and all of the pro- all the proceeds for the charity props go straight to HDSA. And so, without theme props to rely on, which you probably could get theme teams in Avenger 60th, if I'm guessing, um, right? With more players, I'm hoping to see a ton of charity props being thrown out there, right? And a lot of people trying to <laughs> turn the tide on their game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with- yeah I absolutely spent five dollars. There's a limit of five, right? Yeah, five per game. We didn't want it to get out of control. Right, get out of control. Yeah, so like, so at a dollar a pop, right? So like, for me, like, like I would say I would say at forty dollars for two boosters, like my limit is probably a hundred and sixty. I know depending on the availability and all that other stuff, right? Just I'm talking theoretical, but like, um, for charity probs, like, that's. I don't know. I'm not gonna say it's unlimited, but like I got five per game, and, I, and it was twenty five bucks. I think thirty thirty bucks, twenty five thirty bucks. Um, I don't know. Hundred bucks is not even a a brick. I, I would spend a hundred dollars on charity yeah. probs if y'all let me. <laughs> I don't like yeah, to miss. We... I don't like to miss. <laughs> that's why. That's why we put the. Uh, that's why we put the limit on it there. But you know, we hope that the pricing in itself uh on top of getting these boosters you know a month and a half early or whatever the official dates are i don't know if whiskeys has actually said uh, official set release dates for avenger 60th yet but the fact that you're getting this product so early I, I think that it's well worth it and uh and hopefully the the community agrees you know and then the pricing on top of you know what you're going to be able to play with hopefully uh, is, is enticing enough for everybody uh, you know, WizKids goes above and beyond with the prizing for this event yeah, every single year. Absolutely. They are there for us every step of the way. So, and and you know, I, I think it also needs to be mentioned that Howard kicks in a lot too. You know, without Howard, we don't have these maps. Uh, without his connections with Gamer Mats and uh, you know Stevie Z donating his time to help create the art for the maps. So there's a lot of people that come together on this weekend, and it, it's pretty darn cool to see. Yeah, no, it's great. Um... And, uh, and the, you know, again, like, uh, I know Howard will be uh, excited for me to say this, but uh, Lucky Dice Cafe is a really nice venue. Um, Dude, they've got the best sandwiches, too. They do, I don't right? I many Phoenixes I was devouring last year. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just one yeah, of those things I, I that, like, Phoenix. like yeah. you know, uh, just like everybody here, right? We've, we've all played at conventions. We've all played at Worlds. You know, we've all played at these different venues. And having food and drink right there is so easy it's so great um it makes the experience a lot more enjoyable and it makes you know it makes you not be so tired and lethargic at the end of the day assuming you're not drinking the beer and wine that howard has available um yeah (laughs) so um i mean you know for me like Lucky Dice is exactly the thing. I've, I've talked about this for years to my wife. Is I, I wanted to do enough in my own career that I could actually open up a comic and coffee shop. That's what I've wanted to do for a very long time. And when I went down to Lucky Dice, I was like, shoot, man, this is, this is, this is the life, man. This is like, you know, with a little bit more of comics in, in the shop, not just all gaming stuff. But man, you know, a comics and coffee shop, Lucky Dice is as far as like food and games as a mashup dude is like the dream for me. So, uh, yeah, he's got a great spot down there. Right. Yeah, it's great. So, uh, totally looking forward to the weekend. Um, 
And uh, I think the other thing we wanted to talk about next, uh, unless there was anything else on the weekend that anybody else wanted to cover. Uh, uh, the only other thing, oh. the only other thing I wanted to mention on the weekend, we talked about this a little bit today, um, in our group, is that if we end up finding time at some point during the weekend, Thursday night, maybe after the Tracy Brock event or Saturday night, uh, this is the same thing happened last year. We had the Doctor Strange movie, the second one c- came out the same weekend of the Rock Cup, and uh, this year it's the same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy three. And we had a big group of people. I feel like last year that all went to go see, yeah, the uh, the multitude of uh, multiverse of madness. So I'm hoping we could do something if we find time. If we, uh, you know, if we we pull very poorly on Thursday or something, we can all escape. All escape and go see the Guardians of the Galaxy three because I heard it's it's good from a lot of the reviews I'm hearing. But I'm pumped. I'm pumped for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'd be down for that. I have to ask my wife if she's okay because she listen. She's not as big of a nerd as me, but she does love the MCU stuff, and she loves to to watch that stuff with me. So I'm gonna have to check with the with the wife. But that <laughs> that that notwithstanding, I'd I'd love to see it. Maybe I'll just make sure that I take her to go see it a second time. Back yeah, back. that's that's what I ended up having to do with Sam is we went to go see Doctor Strange twice, which was which was totally fine because it was a good a good movie. Um, yeah, and there's just there's just something about being able to go with. You know a lot of people that are in because if you play Hero Clicks, most likely you're you like the MCU, like a probably a decent amount, or at least are willing to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's just a different environment when you go with you know ten, fifteen people that are all invested in the movies as you are. It's like back in like high school or something where it's like oh the movie's just a little bit more enjoyable because you hear your buddy exclaim something when someone shows up in the movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man. That's how I feel about this whole weekend, though. Yeah. Is, is you know, I think that we do a good enough job, like, spreading the net out so that every single uh, kind of Heroclix player has a place throughout this weekend. You know, the teams, you know, whether you don't like to enter solo, but you do like to be a part of a tournament with your friends, like, the team's tournament is that for you. You know, if you're super meta and you, you want that crown, you want that trophy, you know, Sunday is for you. You know, if you are more... At this point, I'd have to say, I'm not a casual, but I am more of a sealed player. So, for people like that who just don't have the time to do full force construction and game testing, you know, we've got Friday. And uh, if you want to game for a good cause, that's all weekend long, including... You know, we wouldn't be here for this tournament weekend if it wasn't for Tracy. Tracy told Howard, uh, you know, if you're going to do a charity weekend, uh, find a charity that doesn't have as much attention as we think it should. And their choice was Huntington's. And they called me. And that was Howard and Tracy. So, you know, you're doing double uh, <laughs> double good in this world by, by playing on Thursday night with Tracy as well. And, and that's the thing, even if you're not playing, you're just hanging out with people that love the crap you love. And I don't mean crap in a bad way. I've almost said that. Can you curse on this? I can't. Right? Yeah. I yeah. You can. Yeah. Yeah. We're okay. good. We're like, good with that. I just want to hang out with people that love the shit I love. And I've said this before, like when I go to work in a new city, you know, when I go to Toronto or when I worked in London or when I, you know, worked in Austin, I find three things. I find a basketball court, I find a karaoke spot and I find a comic shop and those three things are interesting to me. And if I find people who live there that love those things I love, I'm more likely to find friends and have that experience that you're talking about, Coos, where like we go to 
a movie and you know the people that went with you actually really care about the thing. It's just way more fun. So that's what the entire weekend is to me. It's it's just being together as a community and for so long we weren't able to do that. And I know we're getting to do it a lot more now, but but this weekend has just a really cool vibe to the whole thing. So yeah, I'd be I'd be completely down. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, so during your uh, during your live stream for the event, uh, you got to preview some really great stuff that we've got coming, um, and um, it's super exciting. I'm just reading the dials, so I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, distracted. But um, let's start off with uh, so it's a so someone might have to correct me here on the the background here, but Space Ghost is hannah barbara and so yeah. and so is scooby-doo is that a correct statement yes yes so. hannah barbara housed so many awesome cartoon properties and yeah space ghost was around a long time ago as more of like your traditional superhero but a lot of people uh, who are of this generation the more adult swim generation know space ghost from space ghost coast to coast so jan jace and blip those characters were more like the superhero kind of super friends-esque kind of characters that used to be with space ghost on his old hanna-barbera cartoon uh whereas the the newer space ghost coast to coast had like comedic sidekicks like sp basically space ghost was uh conan o'brien and then you know andy the role of andy is like brack and they have like an alien who's kind of like the paul schaefer to you know space ghost david letterman kind of like thing it's a it's a late night talk show so this seems like it's way more uh, a part of the old space ghost cartoon where he was more of a superhero that had a you know a bunch of teammates and and would do good in the universe right yeah yeah um that makes sense so yeah i was definitely a coast to coast um i was a, that's where i learned about space ghost right um so this so i want to tie this in. it looks like so they also WizKids also announced their convention schedule and uh space ghost is going to be available at comic con so i would say that looks like it means he's a viable uh yeah i yeah. mean until they announce it i guess yeah until they announce it sure. that's a that's a that's a uh, an assumption on my part not a uh, a for sure thing um but so um most of the time right when we see these figures we we say uh boy this thing has three uh point values so we'll go pass 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 what does the smallest point value look like um <laughs> Uh, some some of us not all of us well yes yeah, not all of us but uh so uh he's got an 80 60 30 five range double bolts team player uh celebrity cosmic police um and wow so traded stealth super senses and super strength um and perplex if space ghost has no action tokens he can use it twice a turn um, and then when he uses Perplex, that character has Safeguard Opposing Prob, and then Power Bands, choose one for Space Ghost to use until he uses again, EE, Psyblast, ESD, Invulnerability, and Force Blast is free in Telekinesis. Um, that's pretty insane for 30 points. It's uh, I'd say he's 
potentially playable at 62 if you just want an extra length to it. Because with team player, you could get yourself Spider-Man team ability. Right. And so that makes this super strength much, what, a four through six at that point? Uh, with so, his, his super senses, his, yeah. his super senses, yeah. Yeah, he gets uh, he gets as I like super, to call it super, super duper senses. senses. That's yeah. It's just like Wonder Woman in that whole situation where, you know, what that team ability is granting on that four through six was just annoying. Yeah. So. Yeah, because if you play him at sixty, then he's got you could choose ESD and invulnerability, and he has combat reflexes there, and he has the super super senses like and stealth. I mean, that's that's pretty darn good. Right. Uh, and, you know, but I think in general, too, you're also looking at, like, you know, what I think the, uh, of course, where I think the big value is. I like I like that you're selling him at 60. The other thing that I would say that it sells him at 60, Alex, is his sidestep super strength. Um, so he can uh, pick up a terrain object and put it back down. Yeah, he well, he doesn't have sidestep on thirty. At sixty, he does. I said sixty. Oh, sixty. 60. It, sorry. Yeah, sorry. at sixty. Yeah, I would yeah. say that's another bump for him at sixty. Sidestep super strength is big. Um, in play testing this week, I, before I did it, I asked Jason Alvey. I said, "Tell me how this feels after I do it." Uh, so I TK'd a, um, a shipping container underneath of him, and then I TK'd through it at him, and then his whole team took one damage. And uh, I asked, how did that feel? He's like, I didn't feel too great. Um, <laughs> and uh, so sidestep super strength is a big thing to look for, uh, I think, going forward. Um, I mean, 30 points for just double perplex. Yeah, 30 points for double perplex, willpower, um, force blast for free, and then TK. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Space Ghost is near Venom Mags playable. Ooh, hmm. that's that's a bold statement. I think it is, I, and I I don't think it. I don't I mean I don't think it's too wild, right? But the perplex that gives opposing prob when prob is so precious and valuable now, the fact that you can't use that precious and valuable commodity against someone it makes things really um really big um that's why i've been thinking about that black cat a lot more too um but go ahead and i i I love i mean just from a lore perspective if you don't know who jan jace and blip are jan and jace are uh are two teenage i think they're twins or brother sister and then Blip is a little monkey, uh, and they're part of Space Ghost's kind of cadre. And Jan and Jace, I think, are the ones granting you the double perplex. And Blip is the one that's making sure you can't. Uh, he's he's granting the safeguard opposing probability control, uh, you know, and as being like a distraction, I think possibly. Uh, this is where losing some of the flavor text kind of uh, kind of hurts a little bit. But uh, in lieu of creating three bystander tokens, which is what I was kind of expecting here, uh, to put it all into a trait that grants some really cool stuff, I think almost makes him more valuable, right? Keeps his cost in line and lets him do some really cool things. So, yeah, I think he's playable too. And from a lore perspective, I think they did a pretty good job of, of condensing things down to, to make him still attractive and viable meta-wise. Meta right. I mean, in the, you know, he's got charge, super strength, close combat expert. So he's 11 for four, and then he can pick up 
you know, whatever shipping container, blocking terrain or whatever. Uh, so this guy's like actually going for like six damage uh, at 30. Yep. Yeah. And Super solid. I just wanted to be clear to people that, that they understand the, the reason we previewed some of these con exclusives, and, and I think they finally listed them all now, but you've got Hawkeye and Hawkeye, Merman, Space Ghost, Thor Gwen, Venom God of Symbiotes, the Wonder Woman Generations 3-pack, Captain America on Pegasus, the Watcher, the Joker, uh, the Hanna-Barbera Joker, I, I might uh, add, and uh, Rainbow Hand Superman. That entire convention exclusive lineup is available for you guys to bid on in our auction that happens on Friday night. And uh, WizKids uh, will get your information after the auction is completed. And then WizKids, upon receiving all of the figures into their warehouses, will put a care package together and send it your way. You get the complete set of all these convention exclusives, which is why they wanted us to preview these pieces last week, because this is the first time anybody got to lay eyes on some of these figures. So it's pretty cool. And and uh, yeah, if you can't make it to conventions and you're worried about not being able to get these pieces, you can bid on them in our auction. So I would say that that's I think that's going to be awesome. Um, it'll be good to get those. Like so, some I, I'm just looking at some of these figures from on the announcement. Like because uh, you didn't get you didn't necessarily have all the pictures of them on your. Uh, uh, preview, I don't think Scott, but uh, like yeah, we showed off Space Ghost and Venom God of Symbiotes and right. the Wonder Woman. Yeah, and that Wonder Woman is is just a brick house, man. Yeah, she's, she's uh, yeah. So she's got um, she's 150 and 90, um, and so for 150 points, you do get 10 clicks of uh, life, which is pretty beastly these days. You get the Wonder Woman team ability, so she's got the rollout. Um, and then she's got when another friendly her trait when she another friendly character with the Amazon keyword takes damage from an attack after resolutions you may place Wonder Woman adjacent to that character, um, and then so Alex isn't it the uh, dark metal Wonder Woman that gives like Justice League and stuff the Amazon keyword? Yeah. So, yeah. so she's like she's got the we'll call it quasi colossal retail. Um, effect right so uh, being able to just voop across the map when someone um, takes a damage uh, is really big um, and then during force construction up to three friendly characters with the Amazon keyword may be assigned equipment without paying uh, the equipment's cost um, that's uh, that's that actually might be worth it in like Silver Age yeah, Silver Age. I think it, it's big because you also have access to more Amazon pieces. Yeah, you... I think we might have it. We might have another piece or two in either the Wonder Woman set or something where it also grants Amazon. I right. feel like there was another Amazon figure. It might have been. Well, you also get the movie set Amazons, um, as well, um, with that. And uh, well, that's the thing, right? Like, so like you get her value like is zero like her point value is zero so like because you get blue cube orange cube pick a power gauntlet for free that's gross yeah um, yep <laughs> so um yeah so her, her, her she essentially costs zero 
um, assuming you got a team that can use that equipment right um, and that includes herself so uh, she can assign herself some pretty good equipment uh, then she's got charge and sidestep uh, special damage power with five damage then gives her empower uh, and then she turns off damage powers uh, until your next turn um, on opposing characters uh, and then just a really good dial full of um, some good stats there so yeah, and with her like light retail where she just pops in next to i mean if you look at her dial it is very well situated you know a lot of times you get opposing powers where you're just like ah these two powers don't click together don't synergize together but for her even if she's on click seven she drops on you she's got close combat expert and flurry with an 11 attack or if she's on click nine and she voops to you uh, she's got Blade's Claws with a 10 attack and Exploit Weakness. I mean, every single click is, like, really, really dangerous. So, yeah, you just got to play your cards right if, if she's on an Amazon theme team. And I love that her trait is trying to get you to still run theme in this time where WizKids kind of is pushing theme to the background. So any piece for me being the theme lore guy that uh, wants you to still run theme to get the most out of it, I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah, so I was going to say, and this is kind of like, when I see things like this, it provides me hope that theme is going to be incentivized other ways. Uh, and this is one of the ways uh, to do that. Now, in this case, right, you don't even have to necessarily run a complete Amazon theme team, right? Because it doesn't require the whole theme team, but like, Considering she's 90 points of your build or 150, um, and then some of those other figures are not 10, 15 point characters, most of your team's going to be Amazon, right? So, uh, if not all of it at that point. So, th these are the kind of things yeah. that I'm excited to see. Um, you know, oh, we lost Steam Prob and some of the map bonus changed, but this is the kind of stuff that makes me excited to see their focus be on with theme teams. So. Yeah, yeah so you it's had like, mentioned the Dark Knight's Wonder Woman earlier as being somebody who plays really nice with her because of granting Amazon. And, uh, you know, not to take it back to the tournament weekend, but Dark Knight's Wonder Woman is everywhere in our prizing. I mean, I'm yep. talking, you know, top eight in almost every tournament. Uh, we've got a ton of them in the auction. And uh, some of them might be sprinkled throughout the room as we're, you know, playing events and, and unique things happen to certain people. You know, Howard is a big fan of swagging the room when you're there at a tournament. Just... You know, the next person to roll a critical miss, you know, gets this prize out of this box or, you know, any of these unique situations that happen. So if you're looking forward to picking up this Wonder Woman, you still don't have a Dark Knight's Wonder Woman, which I know not everybody still does. Uh, they're going to be everywhere at the event. They're really great. Yeah. Oh, no, she's she's fantastic. Yeah it's, a, yeah, it's a shame. You know, you were talking about hopefully we get more pieces that boost theme teams. But, I mean, I guess she might the only one that we were getting right clearly there's not potentially two other really big pieces that have benefits for <laughs> theme teams right oh gosh yeah I mean, I, or do we yeah. want to skip dude you want to go all the way did you want well, alex was that your segue to go straight to scott's figures because i was trying to the, the, I, I was the, wanting the, to the i didn't too good. i did i did want to talk about venom and hawkeye and hawkeye before we talked about scott just because the, the scott's figures are the, the best, right? 
You set up that segue so good. It was really hard not. All right, we can talk about. I, I don't want to talk about myself either. Let's talk about Venom got a symbiote. It's one of the best looking figures that ever come out of Wizkids. So it I'm, is I'm super excited. Yes, um, he is. He is very strong, great sculpt, um, and uh, one of the reasons I appreciate you uh, talking about this stuff, Scott, is that. Uh, um, you said that the axe was Mjolnir and something else forged together, I think? Yeah, so in the uh, King of Black uh, storyline, you know, the universe is all coming together. Eddie Brock is dead, and he's kind of like Symbiote Prime, basically, at this point, right? Uh, but he's been taken off the board. And so the rest of the heroes in the universe are fighting against Null. And Null has the Necrosword, you know, he has this... this crazy ancient weapon which is now tied into so much of marvel history i mean it goes way 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 back to the dawn of heroes like the one million bc you know character times and what ends up happening is silver surfer goes up against no one-on-one and silver surfer knows he's going to lose right but he basically transforms his surfboard into this crazy sword and it's like his surfboard is like you know and it's throughout the battle this sword starts to kind of melt and it's oozing this like silver surfer like blood basically off of it and he's just fighting and it's silver surfer's sword which is his surfboard basically and just transformed and he's battling null Mjolnir's on the ground you know uh thor is done for in this particular battle and when eddie brock is reborn and becomes symbiote prime basically uh, he takes Mjolnir and Silver Surfer's sword, uh, the, the weapons of two fallen heroes, and he slams them together, and they become this crazy symbiote, you know, golden flame battle axe thing that he is carrying on this sculpt. So, yeah, that's the combination. Yeah, that's, uh, it's really awesome. I look forward to seeing it in person. Um, but to our so we'll talk about it here a little bit he generates pogs right he can get down to if he gets four of them out uh he can reduce penetrating damage with his impervious he's got safeguard outwit um so i'll i'll let alex yeah I'll, I'll ask alex first alex do you think he's uh oma uh, material at 270 um so the obviously the biggest red flag for OMA material is you've got the power wipers, and so how does he fare against them? Um, which he may not be that bad because he keeps generating the symbiotes, right? So like that helps. I feel like yes. it can help. It's, it's not it, like it's he, traded, a, it's, and, a, and symbiote generation is a trait, not a power. Um, right. So that's good against a Scarlet Witch, and I think there's one big thing that helps him out, um, and I'll, I'll see if you pick up on it, Alex, and then I'll talk about it. Um, so the biggest thing that helps me out, I, I think, helps out because you have the power, the power wipers es essentially, but you also have the problem with the stop sign, and he somewhat circumvents the stop sign with his charge power because of being able to just swap places, right? Uh, before he uses charge, he can swap right, uh, with a friendly, with, with a symbiote. Yep. And so if you move your symbiotes up and they get stop signed, 
well, then you get to now swap with them, and he now gets his charge to move. So he kind of helps circumvent the stop sign issue to a degree. Um, right. Yeah, the only way to lock him down, I... right, so I think the big thing for me is he's got improved movement characters, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, Cosmo, Scarlet Witch, Agatha, all that stuff, they don't get rid of that. So the only way to necessarily get through this guy super easily is to stop sign and Scarlet Witch him uh, together, which is not incredibly easy to do. Um, so does Venom Goddess and Beals have a chance? Probably not, but maybe. Yeah. Oh, I think, well, you're talking purely at OMA. Yeah, OMA, maybe he is at 150, but I think 150 with a 11 attack and 3 damage may not be enough. Um, oh, I think at 150 for sure. That that charge power and being able to bring in ones with symbiote keywords, so you're talking about, like, that's Carnage Silver Surfer, right? Yeah, yeah. And so Carnage Silver Surfer runs up, hits, and then Venom, God of Symbiote's swaps places and charges yeah it's like possible. that's that's uh that's a huge one-two combo so i think he's way more playable 150 i think there's potential for 270 especially because once again we're entering the era where the power erasers aren't going to be there for the life of this figure that's right um yeah. because this we're a year when he's legal and coming out it'll be a year after disney plus so that means Scarlet Witch will be gone, Leech will be gone. You'll still have things like Cosmo, or who's not really a power racer, but you'll have other somewhat figures, but not the big heavy ones. Yeah. So I, I, I absolutely want to pick up a Venom. Uh, I think 150 is a sweet spot with all the other symbiote figures or uh, keywords and whatnot. I think he's got a ton of potential, especially spitting out a bunch of pogs, very apocalypse-esque, where he's just like throwing a bunch of pogs out there. That the pogs are good, right? Plasticity, blades, mm -hmm. uh, and they're really hard to kill. So, uh, super senses and shape change. Like, yep. there's a lot. Yeah, and he's, um, and they plan on debuting that figure at Gen Con, which it's good to know that they're going to be back to Gen Con. Um, but they, so the article does say we will return to Gen Con this summer. This team will provide full information as show dates get closer. In addition to the promos first available at SDCC, players can also purchase the following exclusive. So Venom looks like he's purchasable. So that's that, good. That that'll be good. I'm glad he's not a winnable, right? So I think it. I always like it when um, you know Venom figures are some of the most expensive figures in Hero Clicks. Um, so I'm glad for folks to be able to get such an iconic character at a reasonable purchase price. And um, that's another incentive going back to the auction is like, we still don't quite know which ones of these are purchasable and winnable. And so if you bid on that full convention set, man, you can potentially walk away with some winnable ones, which you might be harder to get. I don't know which ones are winnable or purchasable. So, well, the article yeah. says that they're purchasable. Well, I mean, like, if do they mention all of them are purchasable? It says players can purchase the following convention exclusives and list out Wonder Woman, oh, okay. Wonder, well, I mean, Wonder Woman, way. yeah, list out Wonder Woman Generations, Thor, Gwen, and Venom, Gos. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, no, it'll be great to get them. Yeah, so the, uh, but yeah, the, these things that come out early are still super valuable, right? Uh, if you want to get it in May, you you definitely need to, to pony up for that, so. Um, yeah, and even even the purchasables are sometimes difficult for people to get a hold of. I know a lot of people still yeah. haven't gotten Fantastic Thors from last year, you know. Well, the, the um, big one from last year that I still, I didn't even get to purchase at Worlds was Phoenix, um... Warp World. Warp World Warp Phoenix, Warp. yeah. Warp World. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, Alex, do we have those for our event? Oh, I, I do. I'd have to. I don't think we do. Well, I might I, have to make a phone call and see if we can't get some Warp World Phoenix out there. What, what we want to do with the weekend that we have is is try to make sure that that players who might have missed out on certain things that everybody comes and that that comes and participates in, in one way, shape, or form feels like they're walking away with something that they they haven't been able to get a hold of or something that will really benefit their collection so you know all the, all those other convention exclusives from last year you know we we try to make sure that that we have something for everybody so maybe i'll make a phone call and see what's up with the warp of phoenix here yeah i didn't see any <laughs> yeah i didn't see any on the list uh for i'm just looking at like i think the only quick, so i yeah. think the only phoenix i remember typing out was the BC Phoenix Avengers. Sentinel. Yeah, they'll, they'll oh, we have Phoenix, Phoenix Sentinel. Sentinel. Yeah. 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 Um oh, we have, you know, all the punchline and and Harley Quinns and, you know, Spider Hulks and all of those fantastic Thors and stuff from last year for for people that maybe still haven't gotten a hold of all of those. Uh because I know that some people went to Memphis and were hoping that a lot of that stuff would just all be available and it, and it didn't end up being so. Uh, we're trying to get uh, trying to be another opportunity for people to get a bunch of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You've got uh, yeah. I don't see any the Phoenix Sentinel. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the Saturday pricing. Um, so the only other one that we did get a dial for was Hawkeye and Hawkeye, and um, you know, I don't know that I have a lot to. It's kind of a, a generic Hawkeye dial, um, to be honest, for 75 points. Um, but I do like the I, fact that they make the duo figures popping out of Pog. Um, I, I do like that, and I do like the improved targeting that they have. Um, but I don't necessarily think that it's a super competitive figure. I'll, I'll, let, you, uh, I'll let you two prove me wrong or right there but I'll let you go first man <laughs> yeah so one I really you said you this you feel like this is a typical Hawkeye die dial this looks anything but a typical Hawkeye dial because it looks like a crazy Jane like <laughs> it looks like one of those dials where there should be a power that says Go yeah, to click two so or go to click three to like well, switch. Well, I'll, I'll it looks like it up. I say it would look. I'll clarify. It looks like all the Hawkeye dials together all at once. Um, but you know the special. There's no special powers on the dial. The big thing is is what the Pog does. The stats are relatively mediocre for seventy five, or relatively what you would expect for seventy five. And, um, you know, the, the additional attacks and stuff are okay. I don't know if it's redeeming enough to make it worth 75 points. 
it's still cool. I still like it. I just don't know if it's. I don't think it's a competitive figure. Um, the one, the few things I do like that they typically have skated away from, and they've kind of brought it back. Uh, one, they've kind of added. This is like a roundabout way of having the old duo figure, you know, double attack. Yeah. A double action or whatever it was. I do like that, where it's like you can attack once per turn. Hey, you get to make another attack. It's like, cool. Uh, bringing a little bit of that back. Because I used to love duo figures. Um, I also like that it's not once per game. At the beginning of your turn, you can make a Kate Bishop. Like, it's just you keep, you keep getting to make a Kate Bishop. And when she dies, well, that's when you're, ta- you're taking damage based off of that. So I do like that aspect. Because I feel like in recent history... It's been, oh, you get to create this cool pog once. That's it. And if it dies, oh, well, that sucks. So for me, I'm looking at Hawkeye thinking, all right, I'm just going to keep make a hot, uh, Kate Bishop and send her out there and lay back and let Hawkeye and Hawkeye like make moves if they get close. But mostly it's just Kate Bishop running, which is very much like the TV show, I guess, right? Like she runs ahead and like does her own thing and the Hawkeye has to come in and clean up. Like that's how I feel like I would end up playing this Avengers team figure. So right, yeah, it looks like it's based on the comic too, but it feels kind of like the TV show too, which I like. Um, it says it's from the 2013 comic mm-hmm. uh, as well. So yeah, um, yeah, that's what I was I, gonna I, say as far as like the lore side of things. Like it seems to me like they do want these uh, comic and MCU figures to kind of. And they're doing this with a lot of characters now where they're trying to do like these catch-all dials. I I thought we were going to get smaller, more specific dials, but they did that for a couple of sets and it created a lot of different sculpt reuse and stuff. And and I think they heard the community on that. So now I think they're trying to make it so that since Disney Plus is a part of Heroclix now, you know, that a comics-based figure could still play nice for people who are only familiar with these characters from the Hawkeye Disney Plus show, which I actually really enjoyed. But Kuz, I really kind of felt the same way. Like, even though this feels comic-based, it's it's more kind of geared towards, uh, you know, fast and funny, kind of like the show was. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, Kate Bishop kind of goes and does her own thing, and then, you know, Hawkeye has to, Clint has to come in and kind of clean up the mess and, and do the stuff. So, so that's what I was getting from this as well. And I think we're going to be seeing more of that, more uh dc you know disney plus kind of mcu friendly takes on uh traditional comic characters dana am i seeing this wrong does she have autonomous yeah she does i mean we haven't when was the last time we had an autonomous figure not in a while pog specifically not in a while i mean the fact that we have a pog that could potentially have like she starts out with good powers I mean, that, that elevates it for me. Like, I, I was originally kind of the wheelhouse of, eh, 75 as much, 50 probably would have been better. But I get another autonomous pog that you could just, and I, I don't think this is unique. Is it unique? No. No, I don't know the figure it's not. It's I, don't know if I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm paying 150 for two, but the potential of, like, throwing an autonomous pog out there that just gets a slew of powers, and when she dies, okay, you turn her to get potentially better powers down the dial like uh, i'm actually liking this figure more and more especially that i know she's autonomous now Hmm. so i get it um but now uh, uh, alex's segue aside 
Um, <laughs> we we get to talk about what we really want to be talking about, um, and that is um, Scott Porter in HeroClix. Um, so I guess that's a misnomer a little bit because we already do have a Scott Porter Pog, um, which was super good. She still is super good. Um, but now we get actual figure uh, with a dial, Scott Porter. Um, so, Scott, I, I tell you what, I and this is uh, 100% there. I was trying to follow along with how to get these figures in my hands. And this is not like, this is a legitimate question. This is not me like doing like a super sly way to promote buying the figure and the proceeds and all that stuff, all the great stuff there. I was trying to follow along. So there's there's two figures, and there's going to be one of them that has a variant. Is that so? Walk walk me no, through so, how, walk me through how to so get those. Right. So the initial thought by WizKids uh, when they came to me was that they wanted to do a Scott Porter direct to consumer figure that would release throughout convention season, actually, and um, would make Hero Clicks for Huntington's kind of a year long. Uh, you know, kind of campaign as opposed to just being in the month of May. When I launched HeroClicks for Huntington's, I chose May because that's Huntington, Huntington's Disease Awareness Month. And while they're trying to drive up awareness, they never really had any fundraising efforts in that month. And I wanted to kind of do something that could, that could do both. And when WizKids came to me with this idea, they were like, hey, why don't we make a Scott Porter figure re-release at some point Gen Con or San Diego Comic-Con or somewhere in there and it keeps this campaign kind of raising money for hdsa all year long i said that's awesome man and then they came back to me on their own because i was already just going that this is so cool and the fact that i'm going to be a figure is is pretty insane and then jake and justin and jimmy all came back to me over at WizKids and they said hey we actually want to do a variant that is specifically hero clicks for huntington's and we we want to release that at the beginning of your weekend. Now, these figures are in production. And for anybody out there that's wondering how they're going to get these figures in their hand, what's going to happen is you're going to buy this directly from WizKids. Pre-order will go up on their website, WizKids.com. We'll have these direct to consumer. You can purchase them through the WizKids website. Pre-order will start May 4th, which is the beginning of the HeroClix for Huntington's event weekend and that will be for the hero clicks for huntington's scott porter variant so that's that's kind of what i meant the, the scott porter powerbomb the more uh, offensive uh, figure that has the white t-shirt with the WizKids logo on it uh, that one will be available for pre-order later in the summer when other convention exclusives are becoming uh, directly uh, purchasable so you'll just have to follow WizKids. i don't have the official date for when that one is going to go up for sale, I will share as soon as I know, of yeah. course. Both of those are gonna be pre-orders. Now, a lot of people are asking, why is it only for pre-order? Why don't we have them on hand? Why aren't they gonna be a part of the convention weekend? Well, what WizKids wanted to do is donate every cent of both of these figures to HDSA, of course, uh, just beyond production cost. So all proceeds for both of these figures are gonna go directly to HDSA. From what I've heard from WizKids, they're gonna do a run of a thousand of each of these figures. They're gonna be $20 a piece. And upon receiving, 
the order, whether or not they sell through, WizKids is that day just going to cut a check to HDSA for the entire order. They don't care if it sells through or not. They're donating, you know, a thousand figures worth of twenty dollars a piece directly to HDSA. Wow, so we already big. are doubling or tripling what we've made in years past for the Hero Clicks for Huntington's event initiative. And they've made this kind of a year-long campaign, which I think is so, so cool. And I think they will sell. I think there's enough people in the community that are going to want to have these figures. And I think WizKids really said, look, we want, we want to make these two figures different enough. Uh, we also want them to synergize a little bit. So how do we do that? And they actually let me design the heck out of this thing, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think they let me do a little too much maybe, but these two figures <laughs> are, are, are pretty cool. And I wanted the Heroclix for Huntington's variant to be, and that's what I'm calling them. The, the black t-shirt with the Heroclix for Huntington's logo on it, that's, that's the Heroclix for Huntington's variant to me. And then the one with the white t-shirt on is the, is the Power Pump variant. So if anybody out there is wondering which gotcha. version of Scott Porter I'm talking about. But gotcha. So really there's not really... a variant, just to be clear, there's not a variant. Uh, there's not two figures, the same Both thing. Same Scott Porter. Right. Well, <laughs> sorry. I one of specifically like, so the one that you're talking about that releases first is the WK23002. That there's only one variant of that figure. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, there's WK23002. I, I didn't know how best to communicate all of this to everybody. Gotcha. Um, you know, yeah, this this particular, um, I guess the other way to, to separate them is is by their appearance. Gotcha. Uh, WK23002, the uh, significant appearance is Hero Clicks for Huntington's Charity Tournament. Uh, the Scott Porter WK23001 with the white t-shirt is WizKids Hero Clicks unboxings. <laughs> so, gotcha. So, you know. gotcha. so the first one up is, first one out is the 002 the Huntington's version that goes up for pre-order May 4th. 4th. Mm-hmm. Um, and so can we just talk about that one first? Uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about it. I, I told them a couple of names of, of what I would want the powers to be. Family is everything is Huntington's disease society of America's main slogan because Huntington's disease is, quintessential family disease uh every child of a parent who has huntington's disease has a 50 50 chance of inheriting it and it tears through families and so i I wanted family is everything to be on this dial they came to me with fight for a cure and the comics knowledge and acting roles and then i i countered and said look i also i want to give back to the community you know with this figure in a way or just a nod at least and so we have the trade counting on the community. And we could break all these things down separately. I just kind of wanted to give people a window into how sure. these powers came to be named and why they are named the way they are. And uh, I'm a big theme guy. So I wanted both of these figures, actually, to have a lot of bent into uh, wanting, wanting to play these figures on themed teams. Gotcha. So let's let's talk about that one. So there's two distinct differences here between the figures that we that we want to talk about, uh, but let's kind of break down. Uh, so maybe it's a little bit of the easier stuff first, right? So family is everything is your special defense power, uh, super senses, and then friendly characters modify defense plus one when adjacent to a friendly character 
that shares a keyword with them. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, so uh, the reason I paused reading that is um, you <laughs> you're, you're you're silly good, Scott. Um, so the way, the way that's, the way that's worded is it's, is two characters that share a keyword with each other on the map, they get plus one defense. Um, and so like Flash and Batman being across the map have plus one defense if they're with each other. Um, so they don't have to be adjacent. I've read that first as they have to be adjacent to Scott and they don't. Just as long as they're yeah. adjacent to each other across the map, it's a static plus one across the board, mm-hmm. which is uh, super duper duper awesome. Um, and then the <laughs> that's super great <laughs> for a four click figure for twenty five points. Uh, we could just talk. We could just end it there and be like, "All right, Scott's super playable. He gives a static plus one to your theme team uh, across the board." Um, done yeah Um, so i was when i was watching the uh, live stream i was at a starbucks because i'm just getting my car fixed and when you previewed these uh figures i i had to get up and leave the starbucks because i was like (laughs) i was like i'm making i was making too much noise to even like you know the annoying people that are usually at one of those places on the phone talking obnoxiously loud i was at that level where i was just like no it's like wait it does what? Like I was like, I had to excuse myself because uh, this figure <laughs> is pretty nutty, right? Like with everything that you do, um, right? Like yeah, even you with... know, when I was designing this figure, the first thing that came from uh, WizKids itself uh, towards my came that came my way is they really wanted end cap on these figures because they they have this thought that like you know people who watch the unboxings or take part in this tournament or whatever like they really there it's like the end cap is to show that they're oh they're going to sit through the whole thing they're going to watch like whenever the unboxing video drops people are going to stop what they're doing they're going to watch and see what's coming right and like and i said if i trade all this end cap in what can i get (laughs) (laughs) no like when you trade end cap in uh you can you can do an awful lot of cool stuff so (laughs) right you know I, i i just throughout the design process i just a lot of what theme granted you is is going away i didn't know if there's a way that we could we could word some things to keep uh some of that theme stuff alive so my first trait the comics knowledge and acting roles when establishing theme teams choose any keyword then choose a team ability that another friendly or opposing character and that is really cool that was that came from them not from me uh i can use any team ability on the board uh opposing characters uh figure in that ad as well um, this game, Scott Porter has the chosen keyword and team ability during force setup. If, uh, sorry, game setup. If Scott Porter is part of a theme team, increase the result of your first roll, your roll for first player, sorry, by plus one. So, you know, I wanted that map roll bonus and they worded it and put it in there, but the family is everything. Special power plays nice with this too, because I become a member of that same theme. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you, if you choose so i and i'm friendly to myself so i can get that plus one defense as well which is big because if you're using scott porter the hero clicks for huntington's version the way that i was hoping you would you're using him kind of as like a one a one person pit crew 
remember back in the day, old enough Heroclix players will know that you never started a force construction at 300. You always started it at like around 265 or whatever that was to make sure that you had Jean Grey, the con artist, and Destiny, right? and, you know, whatever, whatever that combination of things, you know, Rookie Black Panther or whatever to get you outwit, right? So you had, you had a pit package, as I called it back in the day. You had some outwit, you have perplex, you have probability control, you have telekinesis. Then you can build out the rest of the team. So force construction back then was a little bit different, at least in, in the way that I approached it. And I don't know how everybody out there feels about that, especially newer players. They might not have, you know, catch all those references. But, you know, I've got click one telekinesis. I've got click one probability control. I mean, not sorry, uh, click one perplex. And then, um, you know, probability control as a, as a trait that we'll get to in a minute. And, uh, and I'm, and I'm granting plus one to defense with the family is everything's right. thing. So, so Scott, do you um, know how I see immediately building your figure? Uh, what? So uh, it's 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 this it's this figure. It's you. It's you. It's a Carter shield on a, per, a figure with defend, and it's the plus one defense to, um, plus one defense when using defend tarot card. Oh yeah. Um, so, so yeah, there's plenty of 19 defend out there. Um, I, I think you, I think you pair, I'm just picking off the top of my head, right? There's, there's Wonder Woman Prime. Um, she doesn't have the Carter shield, but she has a 19 defend. Um, and then there's, um, the Wanda Maximoff from Disney Plus with the Carter shield. Um, so you just make that whole bundle, uh, like Wanda with the Carter shield and Scott Porter. Um, on a theme team, everybody's a twenty-one. Yeah, and on top of that, if you manage to get through it, and you're not one-shot KOing, which I know a lot of a lot of teams do, uh, you've got to deal with my second trait, fight for a cure, which gives me support. Yeah, which you're not having to roll against high defense anymore. And at you know my the fight for a cure trait for just for anybody out there listening, uh, support. And at the beginning of your turn. Scott Porter may heal a friendly character one click, and that's anywhere on the map. That's oh jeez, yeah. So that's regardless of any of that stuff. So yeah, um, you know, well, you've got I, this high defense, and you're fighting through it, and you're trying to, and and this is especially nasty, I think, from a gameplay perspective when you're dealing with figures that have stop clicks. Yeah, on their dial. You know, if you if you team Scott Porter up with Blackheart. If you can't punch through that stop click and then you're healing above that stop click again, getting back down to it, it's just kind of nasty. It's not exactly how I wanted it to play. It's something that kind of hit me after the character was, the figure was designed, and I was like, oh no, right? Oh wow, yeah, that makes a, uh, makes it tough. And but they, and to have such a high defense support character, that's support doesn't usually play that way. Support is usually still you know pretty easily removable, right? You got Aunt May, you know, you get Aunt May off the map. Scott Porter's a little bit tougher to get off the map. Yeah. Well, and Scott, I think the big thing is when you designed this, right, is uh, you did a good job uh, with making them traits, not special powers. Um, so the support can be outwitted, but the at the beginning of your turn, Scott Porter may heal a friendly character one click is not outwittable. Um, so because it's not a power, it is a trait. So that is super fantastic. Uh, and then as you're going into high defense porter porter group, um, you get to reroll, Scott. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, so, Scott, did you ever imagine you would be you would create a character that would further cement why Felix Faust would never come back to life? Because <laughs> because you're you're channeling your inner Rocket Raccoon with this power, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so. Scott, do you understand all of those references? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure, right? So, deep, so for those that don't that don't may may not understand that listening to the show, uh, Rocket Raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy set was able to re-roll any dice roll uh, once per turn. And um, Felix Faust D20, it was used to re-roll D20, uh, Felix Faust Z20, uh, which get, made that all get changed. Uh, Prob used to be able to re-roll Faust D20 as well. Um, so that caused game-changing rules, fundamental rules changes. Uh, and Scott Porter can three times per game, once per turn, Reroll any roll if he's part of a theme team. Map wide. Yeah. Map wide. Map wide. Um, look, theme team rerolls have kind of they're going the way of the dodo, and uh, this is like the last bastion of that kind of imitating the theme team uh, PC that could come come out. Um, the trait that we're talking about is called counting on the community, and that's the the name that I really wanted to make sure that I wanted this to be on this figure just because of how appreciative I am of everybody out there who has stepped up again and again in this community. I think it's one of the greatest gaming communities in the world. I'm so proud to be a part of it. But counting on the community, the trait is if Scott Porter is part of a theme team, he starts the game with three community tokens. If Scott Porter has any community tokens once per turn, you may re-roll any roll. If you do, after resolutions, remove a community token from Scott Porter. And I just, I wanted community to just be a big part of this figure for this Hero Clicks for Huntington's uh, charity tournament tournament variant. And, um, you know, WizKids just came through in a huge way. So every time you're you're using one of these re-rolls, you're reminded uh, why these things exist in the first place. And that's really because of, of everything the community has done. And uh, you know to raise money for HDSA, but yeah, it basically emulates Team PC. You can re-roll it from anywhere on the map for one of those rolls once per turn, uh, and you only get to do it three times. But this Scott Porter has perplex on the first two clicks, and then gains probability control on the back end. Now the chances of if Scott Porter gets hit, him staying on the map after he's hit is is very small. Uh, four clicks in my mind might as well just be one click. I mean, everybody's going to be ramping damage, making sure that well, yeah, one shot KO things anywhere on the board, you know. So right, I don't yeah. know if you ever end on that PC, but uh, but him having this ability to reroll anything anywhere on the board, I mean, really makes this guy, you know, this particular figure back of the map, affecting everybody else positively all over the place, and then you coming back to him as opposed to him being out in the fray. So. Uh, chances of somebody getting to Scott Porter. I think if they're wasting time to get to a 25-point figure, maybe you've already kind of swung the battle in your favor. So, Right. Yeah. No, no. I I like it. I like it. And the fact that you can be a part of any theme team because when establishing theme teams, you can just choose the keyword of all of the other team members that are on the build sheet. So, No, you, cho- you choose any keyword. Uh, well, he has to choose, he would have to choose the keyword of the rest of the team to be a part of a well, theme team, right, to make sure, it a theme right. team. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. But you don't have to technically, I mean. That's right. If you want all the theme team bonuses, I'm saying that your your ability 
allows you to just choose any keyword. It just gets right. keywords. So if, yeah, which so makes if you're building if you're building celebrity and you're already themed, you could choose another keyword. That's right. That's right. Which is, which is big. Now it happens establishing theme team, so it, it can't be utilized to like get you any of the equipment for free because that happens during force construction, I believe. So like you couldn't say, oh, I'd now have Green Lantern core and I'm going to get the Green Lantern ring on Scott because that happens during establishing theme teams. Wow. Alex, you're such a good segue to the other Scott Porter figure. Uh, uh, well, well, what, one other thing <sighs> I wanted to mention, though, is like you do have some survivability, Scott, with super senses. And because you could technically, more likely than not, your opponent has cosmic energy as a team ability. And you're not limited to only copyable team abilities. You just choose a, a team ability and you have it. Right. So yeah. you, can, or, you can make yourself power cosmic or cosmic energy. Or Spider-Man or Wonder Woman. Yeah. Absolutely. There's so, like, when I saw this, and the more I look at it, the more I think of, like, I did not think a figure could get more undercosted than Venom Magneto. And then I saw this figure at 25, and I was like, okay. Like, just the TK sidestep and perplex is probably worth it for 25. Um, add in all three traits and the, the super senses with the defensive rays, like, geez louise. Like, I, that is insane. And now I'm debating, yeah. do, do I want to give you an indigo ring for super support, or do I want to give you a Sinestro ring for negative perplex, because you've got both on your dial, so you'd get the bonuses for those. So it's, i gotta de got to debate if I want to give you one of those. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I catch if I catch a little errata. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the first trade especially, you know, maybe uncopyable uh, still remains uncopyable for me. But because it does say choose, it doesn't say copy, uh, you're completely right. So, um, But WizKids, you know, we, we spent a good amount of time designing these figures and kind of going back and forth. And I got to say the whole design process was was really cool with them. Yeah, you're, um, you're going to be, I'm definitely pre-ordering both of you. Uh, as soon as I can <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome man uh and then um, go ahead Scott yeah I was gonna say if we're if we're trans if we're kind of switching to the other yep. variant I'd like to call this one the powerbomb variant and okay for for newer players they might not remember what was called powerbomb but to key it into the other variant you know we're talking about undercosted start talking about power creep Powerbomb came up as a kind of a joke thread, uh, a mystery set where there was an info leak. And uh, basically all of the figures as we knew them in the game prior to this announcement of the new set Powerbomb uh, were going to be rendered completely obsolete because these new figures, you know, were going to be 30 points for what should cost a thousand points, basically. <laughs> and it became this thread on HC Realms and became widely accepted as this term to kind of reference, you know, oh yeah, this is a real power bomb kind of figure. This is, you know, when is when is the new set power bomb coming out? And became this mythical kind of reference. So both of these figures are holding up a brick of power bomb. And I wanted to bring that old chestnut back to the newer generation of players. And I was able to do it with this variant. I don't know where you guys want to start on this one, but um, uh, yeah, we can break it down. So you, the first thing, first trait, um, you 
become the best equipment piece in the game because you get any yes. you get any piece of equipment you that that works right the newer equipment with the keywords and stuff uh, you get any piece of equipment that you want for free for free yeah yeah. Uh, yep, there's you, there's no you, other way to there's no other way to say that, but yep, and uh, you know, like I, I see the the big thing for me at least is you fit on any keyword. You, Scott Porter has all keywords, even when he's not on the map. So you instantly become the best ring bearer uh, and the best barrier piece because you're making stop signs. Um, so every team has barrier now for twenty five points. Yeah. There's a lot of pieces that you can, uh, a lot of keywords that are just like missing one or two things. Like, um, oh shoot, what's the one? I'm blanking. Crazy, uh, the Chief, Crazy Jane. Uh, the Doom um, Patrol. Doom Patrol, right? Like, we were talking about Doom Patrol and the new Chief and bringing in people. It's like, but, you know, you're still missing some points. Well, I mean, Scott's on Doom Patrol now. So, welcome to Doom Patrol. You've also got a ring. You're also doing other stuff. So, like, right. this is ins- – and it's also insane when you think about swaps. I don't want to think about swaps. Um, but, like, him having X-Men, having Avengers, having every swappable keyword, there's a lot that could go in. Having all keywords is massive. Also, he has Symbiote, right? So, I mean, there's that, too. Yeah. So – yeah, you know, initially I thought we were going to have, you know, because both the trait for for WK23001, which is the the white t-shirt, the powerbomb variant, and 002, they both have a trait called comics knowledge and active roles. And I thought uh, both of them would have the same text. So this com- this was completely a surprise to me that this has different text and and now has has much different application. So, yeah, I was I was kind of surprised, but I wasn't going to push back at all. <laughs> when I saw right. this, I was like, okay, yeah. Because I wanted this Powerbomb variant to be a little more, uh, have the ability to be a little more offensive if you if you wanted it to be uh, part of kind of, you know, if, if the other one is more home team, uh, you know, starting area material, this one's definitely like away team, you know, paired up uh, maybe with another figure out front uh, if you need. And you'll see later some of the, some of the special powers actually really play into that. Um, you know, with power bomb and what's in the cup today. Yeah. But, you know, before you, you get on the map, uh, I really wanted both of these to be theme centric. So having all keywords, even when I'm not on the map, is definitely a big part of that. And the second trait, uh, what is up everybody out there in Hero Clicks land, uh, which they named all these powers outside of power bomb on this piece. Uh, but at the beginning of the game, if Scott Porter is on a theme team, other friendly characters modify attack by plus one as long as Scott Porter is on the map. At the beginning of the game, if all other friendly characters are from the same hero click set, other friendly characters modify damage by plus one as long as Scott Porter on, is on the map. When I saw that this was something they wanted to give this character, kind of the anti-collector, um, I, I flipped out. Re- rever- I re- was kind it. of reverse collector, I think. Yeah. Bizarro, uh, reverse- Bizarro collector. Bizarro, yeah. So- yeah. Bizarro, yeah. So, I... Uh, they okay. So I just want to. I just read collector again because the first big thing was the, from Worlds last year, right? Does does his um do you does your trait apply to mind control figures? And it doesn't. It just it'll just apply to figures on the force at the beginning of the game. 
So yeah, it, it's that, it's like yes. a pulse. It's a pulse if you wanted to use that phrase. Yeah. Like it's a pulse at the beginning of the game. Right. So no pogs, no mind control get affected. Right. Okay. So that makes sense, and I'm totally okay with that. Just wanted to clarify that for folks. Um, so that's if you're on a theme team, you get the plus one attack, which is super easy to do. Um, I, I I tell you what, Scott, you know. Uh, you know who I think you uh, your two variants go the best with? Who? Thanos. Oh my god, no! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... I mean, it does, right? Because any one-man army that can now pick up these two pieces to share their theme, all of a sudden, yeah, of course, I'm, I'm going to be buffing, you know, buffing them up right. a whole heck of a lot. Yeah, you know? so Thanos wants a 14 um, attack on his top dial. Uh, he likes to get free heals with his 11-click dial. Uh, I'm just talking about both figures here all at the same time here. And uh, he likes a free stop sign, uh, free ESD, um, and um, he likes perplex. He likes printed prob. Um, yeah, you know, for me, <laughs> why I was, and I know where your head's going with this, Daniel, but we're two completely different kinds of players. For me, what I really loved about this is WizKids has a way, uh, when they're making Heroclix sets, of giving you just enough of a theme team, uh, you know, taking up just enough slots that it they don't give you the complete team, but you'll pick up one or two pieces a set or two later. Well, if you want to play that theme, if that theme happens to be one of your favorite teams, and you want to play it now and you're lamenting the fact that, man, I just wish I had the fifth member of the team or the sixth member of that team, this Scott Porter can step in for you in that regard, become thematic for you, give you some benefits, and let you fill out, you know, a team that that you have a, a lot of the pieces of your favorite comic book team, but you're still waiting on that one or two pieces to come later. You know, uh, Kuz mentioned Doom Patrol. You know, right. we didn't get all of Doom Patrol, right? And so Scott Porter could step in and just kind of help fill out those points and make that team really viable. And uh, and so that's what I was looking at. But the fact that you're immediately going to Thanos, I'm just like, oh, what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> yeah, so what you've done is uh, it's 175 for Thanos, uh, 25 for the first Scott Porter at 200, 225 for the second Scott Porter, uh, 265 for um, Watcher um, B from the starter. Uh, Carter Shield is five points for two sixty-five, and then you get twenty-five points for at least before retirement. You have Star Sapphire with her Star Sapphire ring, so um, that makes me extremely excited to get both Scott Porters in hand. Yeah, yeah you were. And you know what else Thanos is going to love is you know Thanos is not getting one shot, right? Like that's that's one figure that you're you're not necessarily it's going to be over right? right right away and i've got a special defense power what's in the cup today which is why i kind of like this scott porter version as as kind of like a way team uh, i have a stop click and uh i have regeneration but this next part is what i think is key and you've got him up front when uh he uses it heal each adjacent friendly character one click and if you're thinking you're going to get up on to Scott Porter and you want to be wasting attacks on a 25-point figure, I have another special attack power and power bomb. I have knockback. Yeah, pulse wave. Pulse wave. Yep. Doesn't target friendly characters. Yep. That to me, um, that combo 
the stop click, the regeneration, the healing, and being able to push everything away from you. Um, I'm interested to see like the applications that you guys think that that might have actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I, you know, um, it's pretty crazy. And let's put it this way: you also have you also have team player on the W on the O O one dial, um, so you can get you know a little bit of say Spider Man T A or uh, Green Lantern um, with the sidestep reposition. That's huge. Um, golly, uh, maybe not Underworld because you're twenty five points, um, but I don't know, Alex Sinister Syndicate maybe. Um. Yeah, I, there's just so much potential, right? Which is which is nutty. Like everyone, it, you're probably gonna be. I don't think it's probably by far the most played piece at Worlds. Assuming they're granted. Gra- granted, they granted come out. Power but the- right, right. A granted, Power Bomb is legal. Even if just the the Heroclix for Huntington's version is legal. Granted, they all come out. By far, like we thought, um, Mad Jim Jaspers or Venom Max was going to be the most played. Like, there's no way your figure is. And to piggyback what you were saying, Scott, like when they made all the changes with the rules and the theme team, I was disappointed because I like building theme. And my hope was, okay, maybe this is where they're going to make the team up cards more relevant. Maybe they're going to try to build on that and say, hey, these team up cards you play, Avengers, there's bigger things coming. And then here's the Scott Porter pieces that even add on further to that. So I'm, I liked that aspect of hey, it isn't just a blanket. Oh, Thanos and his one friend is now a theme team that's as good as every other theme team. It's now, oh, you've got Scott Porter who adds all this other theme team stuff. You've got maybe some team up cards or something that add. You know, he could be an Avenger and join the Avengers team or Hellfire Club or whatever, right? Um, so. That's um I I'm really I'm really pumped to see to to get the get these figures and try to build something around them. Right. The, you mentioned one other thing I want to say is Scott, you said you might need an errata at some point. I think I think the one power that might funny enough is probably at the beginning of your turn, Scott Porter may heal a friendly character one click. I think that might be the only thing I, I would really want to change. Because, uh, like you said, when you deal with things, when you deal with things with stop clicks, like you have apocalypses in Genesis, where it's like it's a, a hassle to get you to that stop click, and then you heal them another click, in addition to any other thing at the beginning of your turn. Like you can and play you with Death Metal Wonder Woman, right? So it's like, oh, they're gonna die. Okay, I'll choose to keep them because I know you don't have a follow up attack. I'm gonna bring this one guy back to his last click. And that knowing Scott's going to heal him up one other click at the beginning of my turn. Like, there's a lot of cool combos that I think are going to be seen. And yeah. I think if anyone out there is listening, isn't thinking about picking, picking up Scott Porter, uh, you're nuts. I think you need to absolutely <laughs> go ahead. It's for charity anyway, so it's not like you're like feeding the man. I don't know. It's like it's great. You're right. helping charity and you're getting two figures that are – you're yeah. gonna want to stick on your team anyway. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I think like uh, I think if WizKids takes anything away from the folks that work there that listen to the podcast is make sure your servers are good to go on Thursday morning. 
<laughs> um, yeah, hopefully you don't have a site-wide crash. Yeah, I just, I wanted to say, I, I hope these two pieces don't uh, negatively affect the game at all. I hope everybody, the fact that everyone can get it for a set price is really cool. Everybody is going to have a piece that they can feel is is really, I think, viable. Uh, both of them, I think, are viable. And, and, you know, there's a lot of times where people are chasing, I mean, for lack of a better word, chasing figures that are re really meta relevant, where this is, you know how much it is and you know how useful it's going to be. And you can start building now. Uh, and um, I know that we've talked nebulously about dates. From what I know, pre-order May 4th for the Heroclix for Huntington's uh, version of Scott Porter, and it should be shipping approximately September 1st. And the second one will be available for pre-order on September 1st and should start shipping and fulfilling immediately. As far as what I know from WizKids, when do these figures become tournament viable? Um, they become tournament viable seven days after shipping. So if this Scott Porter figure ships on September 1st, then by September 8th, uh, both of these figures should be uh, tournament legal. So by Memphis, they should both be in people's hands and be uh, legal for tournaments. And I, I hope that they are uh, viable. But those are the dates that I have from WizKids. And, uh, you know, the win will be the place to get official, firm confirmation of all this stuff. Sure. But that's what I know right now with WizKids. You know, everything is subject to change, but this is the plan. So there you go. Yeah, perfect. Um... So uh, I think we just have, what, two more figures, two more things to talk about today um, uh, yeah. as we continue down the ridiculous... Well, we've got three things left to talk about, so it's been a really a whole lot of previews that come out since our last episode. Uh, we've got the Scott Porter... Uh, Scott, uh, you know what? Sorry. The Scott Crampton, uh, the lesser Scott's Pog um, that came out uh, from his win last year uh, from the tournament, and... Um, you know, it's four points. Um, so it's got a trait. Scott Crampton only deals damage on a critical hit, which means that if Scott Crampton's given poison, Scott Crampton can't use poison, uh, which I find to be interesting. Um, and then he's got free make an attack. Uh, if Scott Crampton is adjacent to a friendly character, lines of fire to him are hindered. And, um, so it's four range, four attack movement with stealth for uh, attack with smoke cloud for defense with toughness and for damage enhancement um, for four points um, so all of that combined right is what you've got is one of the most ridiculous things is that you have a four point enhancement piece um, yeah it's 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 pretty nutty like and as the Scott Pog unique because it looks like yes, the... yes, okay, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, it is. So all the pogs are unique. <laughs> that the well thus far, all the Heracles surrounding Dead's pogs are are unique. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Scott Porter, Spirit of the Game, and now Scott Crampton. Yeah, all unique at this point. Right. Um. So but what I love is the playability, uh, the synergy between Scott Crampton, and I don't think he, maybe he did think it through, but Scott Porter and Scott Crampton, the Scott Porter pog allows a critical hit. 
on, you know, it has the power, may all your rolls be critical hits. Uh, any roll of 10, 11, or 12 are critical hits. So when I look at this and I think about the fact that if you play them with, and I, I know there's, a, there's another uh, figure out there who grants that same power, a critical hit of 10, 11, or 12 on a four-point figure that can deal then five damage is pretty insane. A four-point pog dealing five damage to anyone from four squares away uh, is is kind of nutty to me. So I like the synergy between the two, and I don't know if Scott meant to do that, but he kind of did. Right. No, I, I definitely like it. And, you know, four points, uh, four points for Smoke Cloud is not for not. Uh, but the four-point enhancement is uh, pretty, pretty insane. Um, yeah, and you know when I'm nowadays when I'm building teams, every person on my team has equipment assigned, and I sometimes find myself with five points left over, like often, and we don't have a ton of five-point things that isn't equipment. It's like, hey, you're at two ninety-five. That that sucks. Like we don't have location bonuses in modern. We don't have, like, uh, terrain that costs points well, anymore, like special terrain. Um, and what I was going to say, Alex, is what, what the big thing with him being four points is, is that you do have um, the Plastic Man objects, like the barrel, mm -hmm. and you have, like, the barrel and stuff still, too, that are, like, three. Um, right? So you can get up to ten points now. Um by playing the uh, the three point objects together with a yeah, absolutely. With, with a Crampton, so yeah, like uh, you absolutely want to grab one of these because the only the hardest part for me when building with uh, Scott your your pog or the spirit of the game is like you know the twenty points or twenty five uh, was just a little much sometimes when I'm team building and I find myself with sometimes five to ten points. And especially with everyone already being equipped, it's like, okay, having extra equipment, I can't do anything with. So I'm literally, I don't want to necessarily throw a Plastic Man object out. So what do I want to do? And Scott's, uh, Crampton, Lesser Scott's Pog, like, I mean, that fits the role of four-point enhancement, right? Like, sure. And who knows what shenanigans there are to be had with free just make an attack. There's always like obviously in Silver Age there is because you can do that to get troublemakers or uh, trouble alerts because you're just making an attack and he's definitely going to miss if he doesn't he's dealing five damage so like there's benefits definitely a lot of things that could be done with just a four point hog kudos to him though with staying on brand with four points though yeah I mean he's he's representing his team his 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 play group and. You know, that's what I was kind of hoping for every year uh, with the Creative Bystander uh, Prize is that, you know, somehow community would be represented. I thought Matt did a great job with Spirit of the Game last year. And I think Scott is kind of, uh, you know, for whoever wins that prize this year, uh, laid out kind of a really interesting thing as well is, you know, maybe you want to keep that Pog's cost down a little bit. And maybe you just want to do one thing really well and, and just focus on that. And... And you'll see way more play, but I I think Kuz, I think you're completely right. I think everybody out there is going to want one of these. And the, the good thing about these is is WizKids always creates 500 of these pogs because they want it to be widespread enough that people don't feel like they have missed out or they don't have the ability to get one. 
Um, I don't know what the plans are for for them as far as distributing this, but I know this weekend for Hero Clicks for Huntington's, if you're at home and you jump on, you play online battle royals, you've got a chance to win these. We've got a ton of these in the auction. We actually have a number of them that Scott Crampton will sign, and I think those will go for a pretty pretty good amount. But then we have a number of them uh, that you're actually bidding on for Scott not to sign, and I think those might actually make a little more money, and and that's that's really cool. Uh, <laughs> if you're there at the event weekend, uh, the the bystander tokens are always are like the the biggest tier of prizing, meaning the most people. So, you know, top 16s, top 32s, whatever that is. Uh, the Scott Porter, I mean, sorry, the Scott Crampton. Jeez, I've talked about myself too much. Uh, the Scott Crampton bystander token will be prizing. Uh, it'll be the biggest amount of prizing, you know, to go to the most people. It'll blanket the most placement and the battle royals in in house uh live at lucky dice will be having scott crampton pog as well so you've got a ton of opportunities to win this piece and i think i think you're completely right i think everybody should should want one of these because in in a pinch this fills so many roles for so many different teams right let and, me let me then, ask and then alex so that's what i was going to say is alex uh we need to get with jonathan and uh line out our teams finish lining out our teams for next week mm -hmm. um yeah because this is uh i think uh, i want to design a i want to design a bystander <laughs> well you're not having regret you're not having regrets on trying to persuade them not to do let to because you had the op you didn't have the opportunity but you were were talking with scott last year right about whether to do a legacy or do a bystander um, you got this. You got the second choice. Yeah, I got the second choice, right? And uh, no, I'm not. I mean, my only regret is that I, I didn't get to make the choice. Um, but um, but yeah, the team. Listen, the team event is the way to get the pog. So make the bystander. Listen, uh, Scott. One thing: how many things on the auction do we have for one of Scott Crampton's bystanders that you sign? Because I oh, think we there's we don't have any. Maybe maybe we should, uh, you know, that could be maybe, maybe an in person that. an in person one perhaps. <laughs> like that could be something people want is that you have Scott Crampton's pog that has been signed by Scott Porter, which is either in the face of Crampton or the reverse in the face of you having to sign his pog. It could go either way. Yeah, my my signature having to be on this pog is, uh, you know, that's a pretty big deal. I see what uh, what people would be willing to put forth for that. Yeah, we might we might have to add some of those to the, to the auction. That's a great idea. Um, so uh, it leaves us down to two things. Um, and uh, so I'm not one to particularly talk about myself too much, but uh, you did get to preview uh, the legacy card that I got to pick. Um, and I picked the Avengers Assemble Chase Iron Man 062, and I think he turned out really, really great. Um, but I don't think the Legacy card's going to be too meta, um, because they didn't choose the one version of blocking for improved targeting that I would have liked for them to choose. Oh... See, so how was how was your process uh, of of designing this? Was it? I I I just got to pick it. Wasn't? I just got to pick it. Got it. Um. So, um. 
you know, I, I sent some suggestions and, you know, whether or not they were used, uh, I, I don't, I don't know, think, don't think I'm supposed to say, I don't know. That's a good question, but it went fine. <laughs> you know, I got to, I got, I got, they asked me a couple of questions about it and, you know, I put forth my suggestions and, um, you know, I think, uh, what I'm excited about is the point cost reduction. Um, this Iron Man is one of my favorite sculpts in all of Hero Clicks. Iron Man, of course, is my favorite superhero. Um, and, uh, I think this is a really great example of Iron Man. It is comic, relatively comic accurate. Um, I thought it was from the beginning. Uh, this is from when Iron Man fought a, a coven of witches in the sewers. Um, and he had this badass armor to go fight them. Um, so it, uh, super, super cool power and abilities. Um, you know, I think the, uh, the only thing I would have liked to have would have been the improved targeting blocking, uh, the good kind. Um, but, uh, they gave him improved targeting. Well, yeah. Well, of course you're going to say that. I mean, that's Thanos was unstoppable because of that. You think they're just going to hand that out as candy? Well, maybe not as maybe not as candy, but maybe as a prize, you know, for the big tournament. I don't know. Uh, uh, in my in my head canon, the designer was went up to Justin was like, "Hey, uh, Daniel Powell wants improved." No, he doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah, that's don't, don't ask me again. That's a that's a very funny head canon. But uh, at any rate, right? I mean, I was looking. So <laughs> I tell you what, my thought process was behind picking this Iron Man was to get his point cost down um, so that there was a really great call-in figure for Thanos to call in. And <laughs> and since that time, both of those things have been banned. Um, so... Oh, no! <laughs> right! Oh! Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's totally fine. You know, I get it. It, uh, it. it is what it is in Silver Age. So, uh, but that was my thought process behind him was... Hey, let's get a really cool Iron Man um, or a really cool ID card character uh, that Thanos can call out. That was from a gameplay functionality, right? Uh, so that just happened to intersect with my favorite sculpt and favorite Iron Man uh, or favorite character that is Iron Man. So um, that was my um, thought process behind all of that. Um, however, I do think he's super duper offensive. Um, He's got the traded energy shield. He's got the traded impervious that can reduce penetrating damage. Um, all fantastic. Um, he's got... Uh, he can choose RCE. Uh, he does have a lot of good improved targeting, uh, which is great. Uh, then he can get RCE, a ranged combat expert. So up top for 120 points, he's doing 12-5, which is not nothing. Um, and, and in this age of shorter ranges... Uh, seven, seven range with with three targets right. for that all is is pretty great. But you know, you look at these old dials, and a lot of times people are like, "Well, you know, it's just the raw stats are just it's trouble." You know, but this Iron Man does have the new Avengers team ability, which we saw on uh, Black Panther last week when we were talking about Avengers 60th, mm -hmm. and that's going to help uh, some of these. Uh, attacks actually stick as well so i thought that was pretty cool right yeah so the new avengers team ability 
Uh, at the beginning of the game, choose a team ability. This character modifies attack plus one when attacking one or more characters with the chosen team ability printed on their base. Um, so, like, you know, this Iron Man could very easily be 13 for five um, coming out. And uh, he does have energy explosion and penetrating psychic blast, with also, which is also great with that triple bolts up top. Um so I'm pretty darn excited over honestly overall on how he turned out. Um you know that end dial is you know leaves a little bit to be desired. Um but uh I mean, you know, like I said to be honest, I was kind of planning on being him being an ID card character. Um but um I think he'll be somewhat playable um all around. I think he's I think he's quite playable. Um, if we were to do like a, one of our tier makers, I, I would probably put him in like a minimum C. Uh, I think somebody's going to probably try to play him. Like he is Avengers, so Avenger swap is pretty big. Like Scott was saying, a seven range is big, and triple targets too is pretty significant. Um, I don't mind the fact that he can only shoot through one barrier. Like, I don't... Because he can still shoot through it and attack someone on the other side, right? Yeah, he can energy... Not, he can, yeah, he can energy explode into there. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's still... That's not bad by any means. 120. My my main thing I'm thinking about is can I get him out with protection, um, which is really going to... I mean, Galactus will be legal for Nat, uh, for Worlds. Well, he's not coming out and, to Wheels, and I don't think Wheels is going to come out before Nats. Wheels is... Wasn't it August? Yeah. No, Wheels is... Not. Wheels might be legal for Worlds, maybe. No, because DC is after the Avengers 60th. So, yeah, yeah it, it might be tough sledding. Um, I, I honestly don't hate it, though. I think this is definitely a figure... Maybe when we don't have the... Not Scott Porter figure aside. Criminally under-costed attackers. Like... The other Iron Man in the room, Sarkarian Iron Man. Right. Um, this Iron Man has a, a much better chance, but he's a legacy card that I'm not. You know, we've had so many legacy cards, Spider Man included. Where you're looking at it and you're like, ah, okay. Well, not much you could do about those values. That sucks. But this one doesn't. That this one doesn't hit the. This is a disappointing legacy figure. This hits the. This is a cool legacy figure. Like I like this version of it so i'm happy with how your card turned out not including the whole blocking terrain thing i still think it's playable yeah it's fine it, it is it is most likely playable um you know i'll just uh, you know my my goal now is i just i gotta try to win worlds and i'll say this if i win worlds my uh, if i win worlds and design a figure is a prize there my figure that i design and submit will have improved targeting blocking the good kind 20 points eight attack one damage but man can he shoot through blocking you know what um it will not be that crappy but um it will have the improved targeting it will have the all the whole slate of improved targeting whatever figure i get to submit or design from now until they print one um will be he will be able to make attacks through blocking terrain the good kind there will be no hiding. Mm. So mm. we'll see if it ever gets printed. I'll at least submit it. 
Otherwise, it'll just be a regular type figure. So, um, so I think, Scott, the last thing we have for you today is uh, your map. And oh yeah, um, then I think we could be good to wrap it up for today. Yeah, you know, um, the map design, I just, in years past, I've had some pushback needing to have a little bit of a symmetrical nature. You know, back when I designed the Hyper RPG studio map, which is where I used to do all the unboxings before they moved to a new studio, that was our first map uh, two years ago when we were all virtual. And I wanted that map to feel like it was in thirds. I wanted it to feel indoor with, you know, a little elevated breaking middle and then you know, a second kind of stanza where you could do battle and then outside. And and they gave me a lot of pushback. And they're like, we, we want our maps to be a little more symmetrical. We want, you know, and that was kind of the design philosophy back then. And then last year that really culminated with Panther Fieldhouse um, kind of having this. And, and I, I kind of did Panther Fieldhouse under the idea of, if you remember the old prison cells map, right? Where yeah. you, you had north side and south side, as I call them, whatever, top of map, bottom of map. And in the middle, you had like this this one hallway, where it's kind of, for lack of a better term, like kill box in this in this one hallway, where you had to had to figure out how to how to maneuver through it without getting yourself uh, just just crushed as you're moving through. And I wanted that kind of feeling. And what I didn't know is they already knew they were going to these two by two map kind of feels, and they wanted that all that blocking terrain on the Panther Fieldhouse map. If you if you've seen it. Uh, to create a much smaller altercation setting, basically. And I thought it was a pretty cool map, but this one, I wanted asymmetrical, I wanted to be bright, colorful, poppy, and we went with Speed Racer. And uh, it's the Racer Garage. It's, uh, you know, the, the main map where you can purchase at HeroClicksForHuntingtons.com from May 1st to the 31st, so everybody can own this map. And uh, every cent goes to HDSA uh, above production costs. Um, all the proceeds go to benefit Huntington's disease and, and you know, the fight against it. And um, the Speed Racer map, I just I love the fact that there's elevated on the, the, the top side of the map. The bottom side of the map kind of feels like my old favorite map, you know, that, that old house map that had the swimming pool in the backyard and everything. That it, Once you're inside, there's just blocking terrain everywhere. A lot of angles people are gonna have to play a lot of angles if somebody wants you know has a team that plays better in a more open space you know they can this you know map role matters with this map you know whether you want to be in the kitchen or you want to be in the garage on on this map in the top part of the map or the bottom part of the map i mean it feels like it matters again uh not that not that other maps it doesn't matter as much but some of them are very symmetrical so it doesn't really like how many times you sit down at a a map and you're like okay i want map roll uh well you know or or you have to pick side you know you're looking at the map going well i mean really what side they're the same it just feels the same this all feels the same and that's not going to be the case with this map and i know a lot of people are wondering if i was going to do the two by two size or, or two by three and i just figured that you know for the next two years two by three is still going to be available legally and i think it's going to kind of be I don't know, in my estimation, and and Alex and I had this talk back and forth, I think, uh, when I was beginning the map design. I just, I feel like a lot of players are still going to be wanting to play on two by three maps. And I didn't want to create one of the shrunken maps this year. I think next year map design is probably going to be two by two. So this will kind of be the last two by three. But 
I wouldn't have been able to do a speed racer map on a two by two, I don't think. So um, I leave it up to you guys. How how do you feel about the map? Do you guys, are you, are you intrigued? Is this a map you're going to actually want to play on? Because that's, at the end of the day, it really comes down to players like you on, on whether or not they're going to, you guys are going to bring it to tournaments, to venues, to, to play in it. Yeah, so I there's a there's a couple of things, right? If I'm I was looking at the map, thinking about how to lay out the terrain, and there are the way the stairs go up on the elevated, and uh, the way the blocking is situated around uh, the garage that the speed racer car is setting in, uh, because the new rules say you can't place terrain on um, uh, the transition squares. So right to the south of the um, stairs on the elevated is a great place to put a 2x2 two two blocking. And then right up against the speed racer car uh, is another great place to put a square of those 2x2 two two blockings. So um, you did it, Scott. You actually uh, you made a very competitive map. Oh, that's awesome. You know, for somebody like me who... I just want to see fun stuff, man. I just want to make fun stuff and make stuff that people think is playable, but at the same time, you know, I'm not trying to break the game, but with the map design, um, yeah, with we definitely designed this one with terrain markers in mind. Right. With we'll the new, you know, terrain marker economy. And and it's great to hear you say that. You think you can automatically start seeing where this could benefit somebody who, who really understands needing placement for that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Alex, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. I think obviously the biggest caveat, the elephant in the room is like I guess legality in long term. Um I think it's a, luckily that like you said Dan, it is a, a map that's playable from the get-go. Um it, it's definitely have a, if you know the nuances of how to do maps and terrains, this is definitely one you want to pick up and play with. If you would like to be a gambling man, and that isn't your thing to do nuances with terrain. You could gamble the fact that this is by far the latest two by three map that's being released, mm-hmm. like outside of the, the the rest of the Rock Cup ones. Yeah, and you could say, hey, you know, when they start rotating all the WizKid set ones, these might be some of the last remaining two by threes that are out there. And so you don't want to be caught two years from now, all the WizKids two by threes are gone, and we have just the Heroclix Ronitons ones and the rock, uh, the rock ones. It's like, Oh no, uh, two years from now, it might, you might be paying a premium to get one of these maps two years later. Um, and that probably wouldn't be a premium that goes to the HDSA, whereas now it does. So it's definitely something I would pick up now. And just, even if uh, that, and it's also a very cool looking map. I mentioned this in before the, we started the podcast that, we're three days away from the 15th anniversary of the movie, which I think is very timely. I don't know if that, like, that's really f- interesting that it, we hit that milestone at a time this map was shown. So I, I'm pumped about it. I can't wait to get one. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the variant one for, you know, you mentioned the film, like if, and I know a lot of the Hero Clicks community are big fans of, of the movie. Uh, we put a couple of Easter eggs in the variant map. And the variant map, you know, the only way you're going to be able to get a hold of that is to be at the tournament weekend, um, you know, playing in the tournaments and pretty, pretty deep prizing for the variant map. But we also do have it in the auction. So 
if you're really into it, you know, uh, signed copies of both of the maps are going to be in the auction on Friday night. And if you want the variant or the, you know, the mainstream one signed by me, uh, you can do that in the auction. But like I said, um, you know, these maps, uh, the, the main map is available for purchase. So you know what you're getting into, you know exactly what you're getting for what you're paying for. And, and the, uh, the racer garage map will be up for sale, uh, starting May 1st through the 31st, uh, throughout the whole month, uh, at heroclicksforhuntingtons.com. So, you know, a, a number of ways to get, uh, both of these maps for people out there. Yeah. Sounds great. I'm a little, um, I'm a little disappointed, Scott, that, you know, I'm seeing everywhere around here, like Return of the Jedi back in theaters for 40th anniversary. Where's my Speed Racer 15th anniversary returning to the theaters? Dude, that's I'm, what I I'm want. I'm right there with you. I, I want it in full IMAX. I think the world wasn't ready for it. I've said this a number of times. If Speed Racer comes out post Avatar, I think it does much better. I think Avatar really had to come out for people to have all this hyper color imax style like that was kind of the turning point for some of these films and uh, i think speed racer was ahead of its time so at uh, the 15 year yeah come on i'm with you man i'll go you know you want to go outside of amc with some 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 picket signs and be like bring it back what i mean i'll, I'll do it with you yeah <laughs> i love it uh and with that let's uh let's wrap it up today with some uh final thoughts um alex uh, my final thought is, you heard it here, Scott Porter says, Speed Racer's better than Avatar. So. <laughs> you know what? That's fine. I'll co-sign that. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, my my final thoughts are, are that uh, I'm just so appreciative to you guys for having me on today. I'm appreciative of this whole entire Heroclix family, um, the community, every year coming together for this event weekend. We've raised a lot of money and done a lot of good, and I can't wait to do it all again this year. Uh, I hope to see everybody down in Huntsville, Alabama at Lucky Dice, uh, May 4th through the 7th. But if you can't come, um, every little bit helps. You know, just jumping into one online BR or throwing in a couple of bids in the auction, it means the world to me. And uh, and I hope everybody that, that does participate feels like uh, they got something out of it, uh, you know, above just doing great for a small cause that, that needs all your help. Uh, I hope they feel like they're getting something out of it as well, which is what WizKids and, and mine uh, goal is, is that everybody that takes part in this feels like they, they get something for it. You know, their time is well spent. And and so I can't wait. Yeah, I hope everybody jumps in and, and helps out and can't wait to see everybody. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on today, Scott. We, we really appreciate it. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to Clicks Off today. And we'll talk to you all next time. See ya. Peace.